Hello, everyone. I am your co-host, Sydney. And I'm Carly. Welcome back to episode two of Behind Closed Doors. Yo, before we officially kick off today's episode, me and Sydney want to acknowledge that this conversation is centered on a very heterosexual, binary perspective that talks a lot about very stereotypical gender norms. Please know that we do respect and value and understand that there are a vast range of identities and relationship types that exist, and also know that we do plan to host those in the future. We definitely will. Um, Also, quick trigger warning that today's episode also talks about some sensitive topics like rape culture and consent. So if those are difficult subjects for you to hear, feel free to skip those parts of the episode or the entire thing, if you will. We decided to move forward with this episode and had the idea from the very start because we also think that Greek life is something that's clouded with a series of misconceptions and stereotypes. And that's not to say that none of them are true, but we do think this episode will still provide some new insights from someone who is actually navigating that type of dating culture firsthand. Um, So yeah, just quick forewarning for all of you and enjoy the rest of the episode. Today we're here with David Erickson, who's a member of Pike at the University of Oregon, and we're going to ask him some questions about what the dating culture is like as part of Greek life. Okay, I'm uh, David Erickson. I'm a member of a fraternity in Greek life. Um, I'm a junior here at the University of Oregon. Uh, I'm from Denver, Colorado originally. I like to think I'm pretty cool. Um, I kind of just hang out, do the thing, meet people. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, we're going to fire some questions at you. Okay. Drink of choice. Course banquet. Easy. It's like a meal and a beer in once. I like it. Okay. Uh, go-to song. Go-to song. Depends on the setting. Um, like, at like a, a party. At a party? You're hosting a party. If I want to get people into it, I'm playing Mr. Brightside, like, because everyone <laughs> will know it and get into it. Like, that's a quick one. Um, so that's my go-to for a party. All right. Outfit of choice? Um, sneakers, baggy thrifted pants a big hoodie, and either a hat with something cool on it or a beanie. I know it's kind of a generic, like, 20-year-old dude look, but, like, we all kind of dress the same, so that's how it goes. Yeah, (laughs) best pickup line. I have a few I go between. The one that I've been doing recently is, like, if I'm in a party setting and, like, people are dancing, I'll turn to, like, a girl and be like, dance off, go, and then they'll be panicked for a second, but then they'll throw down their best dance move, and then you throw down your best dance move, and then maybe even other people get involved, but you just, like, (laughs) go up to them, and you're like, dance off, go, and it, like, kind of throws them to a loop, right? But it forces people to, like, open up and, like, hang out, and then you're dancing, having a good time, so that's my go-to. I love that. That's super smooth. I really like that. The one that I wrote down earlier was... Where did it go? <laughs> oh, I might have deleted it, actually, because it was so terrible. It was like, oh, I can't even find it. It was something like something about diarrhea, diarrhea. whatever. Forget my, that. My love for you is like diarrhea. I can't hold it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it that? Something like that. 
<laughs> I think the dance off is way better. <laughs> That's cool. I think if a girl came up to me and pulled the diarrhea line, <laughs> I wouldn't want their number, but I'd have to talk to them for a few minutes just to like know what kind yes. of person it is. You mean diarrhea turns you off? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to talk about poo. <laughs> um also i'm gonna quickly mention how i know david because we go way back way back so we originally i woke up one night blacked out i was in a (laughs) cop car in the back seat um blood rushing down my nose shirt is ripped and i turn to my left and there's this girl sitting there hair disheveled she's a mess she looks terrible and we just start chatting up, and we realized that we both got busted at the same party, and we were just hanging out. And um, then we both got thrown in the bin together, the drunk tank, and we just chopped it up, and then we became friends. Okay. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> but to clarify, in case any of Carly's family members are listening, uh, we were on the same dorm floor, and that's how we know each other. Yeah, we were in LLC South. North. Wait, North. We north. were in North. <laughs> We were on the same floor, and um, yeah, that's how we met. And um, Sydney doesn't really know David, but yeah, we're breaking the ice right now. <laughs> I don't know David until tonight, actually. But on our way here, I asked how they met, and David told me that story about the cop car, and I thought he was serious. And I'm really gullible because it's not true. <laughs> um, she was pretty struck I, by it. I know. I was like, holy shit, Carly. Some you were dirt. like, tell me more about this. And I just like wasn't elaborating because it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't catch it. So. Yeah. I feel bad because I don't want to set the precedent that like I'm just going to make shit up on you. <laughs> but, I know. We were like, this whole podcast is just going to be a lie. And then at the very end, Dave was going to be like, just kidding. <laughs> just lied about all of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> All right, let's let's hop into things, I guess. Um, I'll kick it off with the first question. Dave, what made you initially want to join a frat? Um, good question. So I kind of grew up in a family where, like, my parents were both in Greek life. And so when I got to college, you know, when you're an 18-year-old boy, like, you got a lot of energy and you got a lot of angst and, like, you kind of just want to, like, party and have a good time and that's kind of the only focus on your mind like everything else in your life is kind of obsolete so I think a lot of the dudes that join do just because like they kind of see the image when they're kids in like high school like everyone has a fun time and like they just want to basically drink and party and like I get it to be honest like that was kind of my motivation other than like my family had been in it but Mm -hmm. a lot of dudes will kind of give you like the bullshit answer like oh it's for brotherhood and because i like the dudes and stuff but the truth is when you're 18 you don't know a lot and you kind of just want to have a fun time and like most of the time it works out like almost everyone has a good time in it but it's like you kind of just have this perceived idea when you get to college that that's what you need to do and so that's why like every you know white middle upper class boy joins it yeah for sure did your um parents have a good experience with it did they like talk about it and that like that's what influenced you yeah they did so my dad was a frat president and then my mom was in a sorority and it kind of was like it's weird to say that there was like some pressure to join because there's like obviously a lot of kids whose parents don't want them to join greek life but like 
there was a little pressure from my family to kind of like do it. Not don't get me wrong. I'm glad I did. Like I have a good time, but like there's because for example, like my sister, she went to art school. She wasn't really into that whole scene. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like I had to kind of bring up the rear and like join Greek life and like a fraternity in general, which I have a good time. It all makes sense to me, but like it wasn't even like a thought really in my brain to not do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now that I've gotten older and I've kind of seen, like, that there's a lot more going on at school, like, I'm glad I, like, know people and, like, do things outside of the Greek life community because, like, you know, it kind of opens your horizons a bit. And I feel like a lot of people fall into that trap where it's, like, like frat or die. And they kind of mm -hmm. just, like, live and die by their fraternity, which I don't really believe in as much. Do you think it would have been more difficult for you to, like, make friends and meet new people if you didn't join your fraternity? You know, I think so. I think the thing is, like, as a dude, I this is going to sound bad to say, but, like, as a dude, it's a lot harder to go out and do fun things on weekends than as a girl. And I remember, like, mm -hmm. on our dorm floor, like, on weekends, all the dudes who were in fraternities would have somewhere to go, somewhere to be, people to hang out with, like, girls to meet. And the kids who weren't would be kind of, like, bumming it, trying to find something to do. And, like... It's just the security of being able to, like, do stuff I think is really important for a lot of guys. And, like, like the dudes I knew who weren't in fraternities in the fall joined in the spring our freshman year because, like, it just – I think that a lot of people don't look far enough to see that there's other things going on and, like, other fun things going on. So a lot of dudes, like, feel that need to do it, which is fine. I get it. But, like, if you're joining a fraternity out of a need to have, like – fun because you can't have it anywhere else like i think you need to address some other problems in your life like socializing um <laughs> personally i've never had any issue being like social and meeting people mm -hmm. like you guys for example mm -hmm. are not in greek life and i know you guys well i met you 20 minutes ago <laughs> i've known carly for a while so it feels like you can still have like opportunities to like meet people and have fun but it really comes down to how social a person you are and like there are half the dudes in, in fraternities, I'd say, are, like, really social stand-up guys. And then there's half that are, like, I say coattail guys, which are, like, guys who are really there because they probably couldn't, like, make it socially on their own. And, like, mm -hmm. just kind of ride the coattails of the fraternity to meet girls and meet people. And, you know, I, I get it. It's tougher for some people socially, but I don't think you should ever be, like hiding behind your frat or using it as like a tool to get you to meet people like if you can't be social on your own it's kind of your own fault yeah mm -hmm. i feel like i mean i was a transfer student my junior year and so coming into U of O, like literally owing, only knowing people from like my high school who go to U of O, I feel like it was kind of harder to like make friends meet new people that kind of stuff so i can imagine like a fraternity or sorority would be like an easier outlet to meet people and stuff like that it feels like a lot of dudes who joined Greek life, there's a lot of dudes I know who probably shouldn't be in fraternities but did off a whim because they're like, I just want to have fun. And those are the people I feel like should not have and kind of like waited, mm -hmm. I almost want to say. It's like meet more people. Because like you realize there's, there's so much other stuff going on. Like every club has parties that they're throwing. Every 
like club sports teams mm-hmm. throwing parties like you'll find people and like like for example like carly you and your roommates i had no idea what you guys were doing half the weekend you just disappeared somewhere and came back and somehow found people <laughs> it's that dorm lifestyle <laughs> it was the dorm lifestyle everyone on our floor was very like greek life oriented and we were a little bit of like not the outcasts. We were just like we were doing different you, things. <laughs> you guys were like the nomadic kids who just kind of like found their way around. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I mentioned earlier I was a transfer student, so I never have lived in a dorm. I like never got to experience that like whole it's fiasco. Crazy. Yeah, I've heard some cool things. So where did you go before you were here? Uh, so I played basketball up at Mount Hood Community College up in Portland, and then I transferred to Lynn Benton community college during covid and then u of o so i transferred a shit down so and i don't mean to take it off the discussion here but oh, when no, you when you came here you said you only knew like a few people yeah i knew some people i'd met at a job over the summer who went to u of o and then like some of my friends from high school who also went to u of o because i'm from eugene so for you like building your social network or like people you know like How'd you go about that? Like, how'd you go about, like, meeting people? Because I can tell from my experience, like, it's a lot different because, like, I already had events set up to meet people. And, like, for you coming in as a junior, that's Mm -hmm. tough. So, like, how did you kind of grow your social, like, circle? I mean, like, for example, like, meeting Carly, like, it was through, like, things that, like, involved school, but, like, I went out of my way to do. Like, Flux Magazine, I, like, signed up for that, got into that, and then got set up with Carly, met Carly, got close to Carly, whatever. Um, and then meeting other people's friends who I've known through, like, parties, stuff like that. Um, I feel like dating, too. You meet mm-hmm. a significant other, and then you meet their friends, and then it just kind of builds off from there. That's, I feel like, how I've done it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting you use the, like, went out of your way. Yeah. like... That's a good way to describe it. I think a lot of kids kind of just expect things to come. And, like, you know, when you come out of high school or, like, you've just been a kid your whole life. And, like, all your friends you've met because, like, you were on a sports team. You had a class with someone. Like, the thing that no one teaches you when you get to college and kids need to realize, like, you got to make, like, moves to meet people. And, like, you got to Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember being like, oh, I should probably sign up for, like, a magazine or something <laughs> at this point. And I was like, fuck it, let's do Flux. And it ended up working out. Like, I met Carly and met some other people, had a good time. So I feel like it's stuff like that where people just, like, have a hard time putting themselves out there. And it's hard to be like, oh, shit, like, some of my closest friends are people I went to high school <laughs> with. Like, maybe I should branch out a little bit. But, Yeah. So it's interesting to hear both sides. Um, okay, let's get the ball rolling. Dave, do you participate in hookup culture? And how has that experience been for you? Oh, big question. Um, yeah, it's a loaded question. Yeah, a lot to break down there. I will say I have. Um, more so in the past, not as much like recently, like this year as much. It's like, the thing is, in the past what I've had is like, kind of being in a fraternity a lot of it is hookup culture just because like that's kind of i don't want to say it's kind of an unspoken expectation that like you know for example you have a party let's say a friday night right Mm 
-hmm. You're in a building. It's super sweaty. It's a tiny room. You're an 18 year old. The only you're every 18 year old in that building is horny as can be, right? <laughs> and it's so loud. You're so drunk. You're not actually conversing with people to like get their number and meet them later. It really is like that's kind of the culture that's perpetuated, and like. You can you can d dice it both ways. It could be good or bad, but like I have, and I've like met a lot of girls and like you know had interactions. And like again, it, when I was younger, it was a lot more prevalent. Like as a freshman, like you go to a party and like you are just a drunk, horny eighteen-year-old. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And to be fair, like everyone who is at a frat party, girl or boy, is like. A horny drunk 18 year old and like <laughs> half the time you don't even need to go up to girls to like ask them their name they will come up to you and within like four sentences they'll be like oh you want to leave here and you get that all the time and like is that the pickup line you hear you want to leave here <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm gonna be honest a lot of girls need to work on their pickup lines no offense just like there's, out. <laughs> there's a lot that they're like just so straightforward and you're like whoa you're taking it back a bit you don't but, like the straightforward like energy slash vibe i feel like that's what a lot of girls wish guys just did was like right. be like do you want to hang out after this oh okay fair i like here my thing is though is like i like to talk for a bit and then yeah. it's straightforward. Like, yeah. you got to establish kind of where you're at as people. It's tough to, like, two minutes into a conversation, like, go up to me and be like, why don't we go back to mine? And it's just so weird. And now that I'm, like, a junior and I, like, I've been to some of these fraternity parties and you realize that, like, half the people there are younger than you. Or actually, sorry, 90% of the people there are younger than you. And you kind of get this weird vibe. You're like, oh, like, it's just... A little different when you get a little older. Yeah. Like, I kind of mm -hmm. like to know people and like I like to like hang out with people more than just mm -hmm. like dance, get drunk, be in a sweaty mosh pit of people, meet a random girl, go home with her, don't know her name the next day. Like mm -hmm. it kind of looking back on it, like I was glad I did a lot of that as douchey as it sounds just because like, you know, you learn a lot. You mm -hmm. learn kind of like what you are as a person. But now when you get older, you kind of don't have that need as much because like you satisfied it like when you were younger mm -hmm. you're like you've proved that, like you could do it and like you can spit game but like <laughs> hashtag spit game yeah. you get that a little... might be the title of this yeah. podcast yeah. episode yeah. <laughs> and since i've gone a <laughs> spit game <laughs> you... <laughs> you get a little older and i don't know it's just you can call me an old man as a 20-year-old, but, like, it's just not as, like, exciting or interesting to just be, like, doing that. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any, like, sort of pressure to participate in hookup culture, like, as part of being in a frat? You know, I wouldn't say there's, like, an, an explicit, like, you have to do this. But, like, I think a lot of guys see other guys, like, who do well for themselves, I would say. And they feel, like, pressure to, like, be like that. Like, a guy, like, the next day could be like, oh, look at this girl I just bagged, right? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly every other dude who heard that feels, like, a little pressure to, like, the other girls. And I was talking to my – it was actually funny. I was talking to my roommate walking home today, and he was telling me he felt bad because he had, like – he hadn't really, like, gotten with a girl in, like, months, right? And I was like, well, you shouldn't feel bad. I'm like, have you f met anyone that, like – you're like really into he's like no not really i'm like well don't feel bad about it he's like well i feel bad he's like 
ever, I know a lot of other dudes who are getting with girls, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't feel that pressure, but he clearly felt that pressure because he felt like he was on the outside looking in, and I think there's a lot of dudes who feel that way, which you totally shouldn't. Like, it should totally be like, if you meet people you like, you should be down to, like, get with and hang out with people you like. Like, and that's the thing, like, as you kind of mature a bit in a fraternity, you realize that, like, not every girl that looks reasonably pretty is a girl you need to hit on or get their number or take home with you. And, like, I was just trying to preach this kid. I'm like, you know, like, they'll come along. Like, you will meet people you just vibe with, like, girls you vibe with and, like, really are into. But, like, don't be, like, searching for everything. And he was like, naming off girls because we have a date party tonight. And he was, like, naming off girls he could bring. It's like, do you think this girl's into me? Do you think this girl? And I... I was like, just scratch your whole approach here. You're thinking, like, you're thinking you need to get with a girl or, like, go out with a girl. But, like, you need to just relax and, like, people will come. People will show up if you just, like, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any opinions? I I think in general there's just, like, a societal pressure to, like, be having sex and, like, being involved in the dating scene, I guess. Like, but, not necessarily just in Greek life. I think... I think there's, like, a stereotype that, yeah, like, maybe people in fraternities get around and, like, hook up with a lot of people and don't necessarily want to, like, be in a relationship. Do you guys ever feel, like, a personal pressure of what's, like, I really want, like, a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, I just really need that right now. Like, do you guys ever feel like that, like, just desire, just the idea of having, like, a relationship? I feel like I have had that experience in the past. I feel like... (coughs) I didn't find myself in hookup culture a lot. I feel like I did kind of feel like that. I don't know. It's not like I was searching for the perfect person. Like, I was just going on dates to see where they went. And, like, I was more looking for maybe a serious relationship. But, yeah, I've caught myself in those situations or that Mm -hmm. mindset before. Yeah. And I don't mean to divulge from your question here, but... A lot of people, I feel like, who put themselves into relationships that they don't need to be in simply because they feel, like, the desire to be in one. Or, like, maybe there was one time, like, some girl or boy gave them attention and then they feel, like, compelled to that person for a bit. And then, like, like for example, one of my really good friends, um, he was dating a girl for, like, five months recently. And after, like, month two, you could tell they didn't like each other. Mm. And they were just both kind of had this idea of being in a relationship and they kept it going. And, like, if you get to a point where you don't want to hang out with someone and it feels like a chore, then, like, you've overstayed your welcome at that Mm -hmm. point. Exactly, yeah. I think that's a huge thing. I feel like people don't really understand the difference between an idea of being in a relationship and, like, actually getting along with someone, liking them a lot, Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, make things official, put a label on it, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. There's, like, a, a, a sense of work that it requires, and it's not just, like, an easygoing, like, oh, I want to date someone sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. But I definitely feel that. I also, I all the time, I'm like, I wish I was in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds that, nice. Never a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what are some of the stereotypes you hear when it comes to frats, and are any of them true or just completely based on people's assumptions yeah so we live in a time in history where like frats are probably at their worst from like reputation wise like 
so many dudes are not joining fraternities. Like, enrollment is so low for fraternities right now because there's the first is kind of like the douchebag, like the guys who think they're full of themselves, believe that they're above other people, which, in fairness, there are some fraternities and some people like within fraternities who are like that, which they believe that their status is defined by what house they're in or like they can sit there and be like, I'm in the front, we throw the parties and we get the girls, so therefore I'm better than everybody, which I think is a terrible way to think it. I think that like if your status as a person is decided by what house or organization you're in, I think that's a terrible way to look at it. Like it should be a compliment to who you are and what you do in college, but not your whole thing. And I know so many kids who like, you meet them and like they introduce themselves and like the second thing they say is the name of their fraternity. Like you're supposed to sit down and like bask in awe of what fraternity they're in. And that has always bugged the hell out of me. And there's a lot of, there's girls I know in sororities, not all of them. It's only like a select like two or three who like, have this image of themselves and this ego almost because they're in that sorority and they think that that's their status. And that's the biggest stereotype that's always bothered me. The other stereotype that's bothered me is people believing that frat guys kind of get away with whatever they want and like they can get away with so much bullshit and so much bad behavior. And like that is true at a lot of other universities. We go to a pretty progressive university and like pretty liberal and like you get in trouble for the most minute things like if you touch a girl on her hips unwanted you will get kicked out of a fraternity like it is that strict here but i can't say that for all schools and all fraternities because mm -hmm. i know some other kids who go to other schools were like for example roofie culture is like way bigger and like if you even had the thought of a roofie at the university of oregon your fraternity is gone it is so unbelievably strict, the scrutiny that we're under here. So I think that stereotype of like, you know, we're all just getting away with whatever we want is so wrong here. I can't say the same for a lot of other universities because I know it's not. But here it's just such like a strict like guidelines that we're under. Do you guys have any like stereotypes that you felt about like dudes who are in fraternities? Um, I feel like you kind of mentioned, honestly, the ones that like came up to me firsthand. Um yeah, I think, like, one of, or some of them that I can think of are that generally, like, I would stereotype frat dudes as wanting something, like, casual within the dating scene rather than, like, a commitment. Um, maybe that you, like, generally date within Greek life and don't branch out beyond that. But, again, these are, like, stereotypes and they're not super I, valid and they're based on like assumptions so the, take them with a grain of salt but grain of salt. <laughs> i'm gonna say that every fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> also i i really like what you touched on though and i appreciate you saying that the school is um kind of like hammered down on some of these issues because i think that's important and um as much as they are strict i think in many ways that's a really good thing how do you approach meeting new people do you generally use dating apps or do you catch yourself meeting people like in person, in classes on campus, that sort of thing? I will say I don't use dating apps. Um, me personally, I just feel like you don't meet a lot of great people. It's just the blanket is so big on there and there's so many different people and like 95% of them are going to be people you're not interested in. So I did a little bit. I, you guys might have a different experience, but for me, it's just not how I like to meet people. 
weirdly enough, the last, like, in the past, since freshman year, I don't think I've, like, any girl I've gone out with, I have not met through, uh, like, fraternities or stuff. If I'm recounting just back to, like, January of this year, the girls I've gone out with, one I met walking home who stopped me on the street, one I met because I went to her friend's birthday party, and, like, one I met just through a class, and, like, you can meet people in so many different ways. It's just if you're, like, kind of an open person to, like, meeting people in different settings, and it's not even, like... I'm going up to girls in class and hitting on them. Like, it's like you meet people organically in certain situations and you kind of just ride the vibe. You know what I mean? And you kind of like feel like if you think people are cool or not. I've always believed in like organically meeting people. And if my mom always said, if you put yourself in the right situation, the right things will happen. If you put yourself out there, you will find people. If you choose Mm -hmm. to just be a shell and hang back and like I know dudes who don't go to anything other than fraternity parties and I'm gonna be honest you're not gonna meet your girlfriend at a fraternity party uh, <laughs> she's not gonna be you're not gonna meet your girlfriend drunk sweaty in a crop top and jeans like <laughs> singing Mr. Brightside it's <laughs> just the sad reality <laughs> your go-to <laughs> exactly. even if it's your favorite song it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Dave learned the hard way <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> and the <laughs> The thing is, too, I've always felt when you meet people in a different context, you kind of get to know, like, who they are based on what context they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, when you meet someone at a club, you know they're interested in those kinds of things that you're interested in because it's at that club. It's just when you meet people in different places, you get an idea better of who that person is based on why they're there and, like, what they're doing there. I appreciate this take because it's such a stark contrast from what we talked about last time. We're like... We're like, just get on dating apps. Like, no, yeah. they do the job. It's fine. Just try I, it out. I remember telling Carly, I'm like, just create the fucking account. Just do it. And here we're like, let's meet people in class. Let's ask people out in class. I mean, you didn't say no, that. No, I, I respect that. I, I, I wish I could do it. Maybe too. that's something that comes out of, like, being a part of Greek life. I feel like generally, like, a lot of you guys are very outgoing and, like, social. And so maybe that's something that comes more naturally to you stereotypically but yeah i think it's because it kind of pushes you to be social i mean yeah i mean that's a good thing you, yeah. yeah for sure you join the fraternity there's like anywhere between 30 and 50 guys in what's called your pledge class which is like the freshman you join with so that's immediately a giant group of dudes you got to know then you've got 100 guys in your fraternity who you've got to know then you'll do set up like functions or events with sororities so you got to meet all the girls in the sorority so like every step of the way you're like forced to be social. You're forced to kind of get out of that turtle shell. And I'm not saying like people outside of Greek life aren't social. It's just like mm-hmm. you are so forced to be social that like you mm-hmm. just learn to be social in everything you do in life. Yeah. Like, every time you go places, you'll meet people. Every time you do things, you hang out with people. And it's just kind of like a forced nature that you learn offhand. Um, Dave, how does your frat hold members accountable to kind of like ensure a safe environment for dating and in what ways do you guys actively like discourage non-consensual behavior yeah so we have a pretty strict scrutiny on like non-consensual behavior it's like if you even put if you even put like a hand on a girl and she says to someone that it was non-consensual like you can be in deep shit for that we try to be really strict because at the end of the day like your reputation is everything. Uh, as much as it sucks to say, like, 
reputation is what defines like a good fraternity and a bad fraternity and like who can like throw good parties and stuff and here's what i always say it takes one good guy to invite to get five girls to come to a party it takes one creep to get 20 to leave because there's 15 fraternities on this campus right if one girl has a bad experience at a fraternity she and her entire friend group and her friends of friends will just go somewhere else and they'll hang out somewhere else because they're like, why would I go back and put myself in that environment? Mm -hmm. So we like to be really strict on that. And I mean, it all starts when they're like with freshmen before they're even like technically members of the fraternity when they're what's called pledging, which is like before they're official members, we kind of test them out basically for a few months. And if they can't like handle themselves and, and we put them in situations, we'll put them around a lot of girls that we know very well. So like, we know they're not going to get in too much bullshit. But, like, we put them in those situations to see how they act. And then, like, if you even have inklings of, like, maybe you're, like, being handsy or being creepy, you're done. Because handsy or creepy turns into rapey, and then rapey turns into you're kicked off campus. And that's never where you want to be. I know a lot of girls will, like, brush it off a lot of the time. A lot of sorority girls will be like, well, he was a little weird to me, but it's whatever. I'll just brush it off like it's nothing. Well, the problem is when you let that behavior like keep going and you let weird guys be weird to girls, you let them be uncomfortable, like uncomfortability builds and builds and builds until it gets to like even worse. And if you let the little things slide by and you let little things like just keep going on, they're eventually going to build until you get like a serious problem. And then that's when it's like dangerous almost and those guys need to go so we like to tackle things like right at the start like even if it's a little thing that a guy got away with you have to like take care of it immediately i don't know if you're as experienced i'm sure you guys have had i don't know if you've been as many fraternities as she asked she's been here for three years but like i'm sure i haven't been to them <laughs> carly's been like every weekend to every single fraternity she, she can name every guy every place every party that's going on every weekend no but that's super interesting i think yeah i mean once you see like I, especially if a freshman or someone who's just joining a fraternity like does something little in the beginning, like you're doing that, you're trying to get into a frat. And if you're being handsy in the beginning, imagine you already get into the frat. Yeah, like you said, it's building, 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 building. Like it's about, oh my God, it's about to get worse if mm -hmm. you, you know, keep letting that shit happen. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. I mean, I didn't know it was that like deep. Yeah. So we like to be particular with that. I know frats have these events that you call date dashes. Can you talk a little bit more about this and your experience? Yeah. So a date dash is basically you, it's like a party, but every dude there has a date and there's no like, no one's there without a date. So you, you basically just text a girl, you're like, you want to come to date dash? And we have different themes. Like tonight, the one we're going to is called Champagne and Shackles. They're super nice for a lot of guys because it's like a lot of dudes in Greek life don't like to go on like date dates it's a good excuse to like take a girl out basically and like you and them can go out and do something together and i a lot of dudes will bring just like a friend which is fine because you'll have a good time with just a girl who's a friend but like you know there's a lot of dudes out there who don't have the opportunity to go on dates and like it's kind of nice because you get one night where it's like you have a date to an event and you're also around a lot of while you're with that date, you're around a lot of people. So it's not like you're one on one with that person. Mm -hmm. So like if you kind of know someone, you're kind of feeling it out like you don't feel pressured to just be around that person. I personally, though, I still have gone on like a lot of dates outside of date dashes 
which are kind of nice because they feel a little more like, I don't know, intimate, I'd say. Like, you get to know them better. But a date dash is kind of a nice, like, more casual form of a date. Have you guys ever been to one? I've, I've been to, to one at Pike before. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I really had a date, actually. I think I just showed up <laughs> with Annie and Quinn. Yeah, that happens a lot, too. <laughs> a big a big thing about date dash, too, is, like, everyone there is usually, like, friends because it's, like, the dudes who aren't bringing, like, serious date are just girls they're friends with, and usually a lot of people know them. So it's really, like, having just a party with just your friends, which is nice. Um, yeah. But it... Again, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of dudes in fraternities are uncomfortable asking girls out on, like, date dates. Mm -hmm. So it's a good excuse for them to be like, oh, we have a date dash going on. So it's like a half date. It's like a trial period. You know what I mean? Like, forces you to ask someone out a little bit. Yeah. It also lights a fire under some guys. Like, some guys need a fire under their ass to get going. And, like, you know that girl you've been talking to, but you're too scared Mm -hmm. to ask out? Like, it helps out a lot of dudes. That's That's sweet. Um, I was going to say, I actually have been to a date dash, uh, with my old roommate and she got asked to a date dash and like really didn't want to go with just this guy. Mm -hmm. And so she asked if I would go with her if she found me a date and I was like, sure, why not? I'll be the good friend and go. (laughs) And it was like literally the day before the date dash. So it was like, it's kind of slim pickings (laughs) on who's left for the date. And so I went with this one guy, totally just not my type. I mean, it was back when I was dating guys, too. So um, it was fun just to chill and hang out um, with her and her date and then my date, too. Um, It was nothing, like, serious at all. Yeah. It was, like, friend level, like, just needed a date to have fun, meet people. And that was kind of it, so. Yeah. Me, personally, I think I've only been to, like, two date dashes where it was, like, an actual date date. Mm. Oh, okay. And usually... This is going to sound bad, but it's because I don't... A lot of times there's, like, I don't feel a lot of... I haven't met a lot of girls where I'm, like, I really want to go out with them at school. And that's kind of just, like, a personal thing. So a lot of the time I don't want girls to get the wrong idea by taking them on a date dash. Where it's, like, there's a lot of girls where it's, like, if I'm kind of, like, feeling it out and, like, kind of feeling out your personality, I don't want to bring you to a date dash and let you think that, like more is going on and like I this I'm leading you on this is like a thing so I usually will just bring a friend and then like if I want to go on dates with girls I'll just like ask them out independently but it's different strokes for different folks people do it differently (laughs) do you believe in bro code interesting here's the thing which is tough because if you're in a fraternity and you're in Greek life 10% 10% of this university is in Greek life, right? It's a 20,000-person university, so it's only 2,000 people, right? That's like a high school at that point, right? So if you're dating or going out with girls within that, like, you're bound to overlap with people. You're bound to, like, be like, oh, that was getting with that girl. My thing has always been, like, if one of my friends was, like, dating a girl, I won't go there. If one of my friends maybe, like, went on one date with a girl... You give it a grace period and then you go out with them because I think a lot of the dudes that I hang around are pretty understanding. And it's like if, for example, like if one of my friends got dumped by a girl and he was really heartbroken about it, like I would probably stay away from that girl just because like I and the other thing, too, is I already have it in my head that like that's not a girl I'm like hitting on. Right. Like you already see them as a friend. You know what I mean? I have never been. I have yet to be in a situation where I've like, I don't know, gone on a date or gone or gotten with a girl that like was a good friend of mine. 
um, or like was going out with one of my best friends. But like, I have like gone out with girls who had like maybe gone on like a date or two with a friend who's like maybe, and it was like nothing serious. But like, my rule is if something's serious, like you stay away from it. And I I haven't luckily been in a situation where I was like, my friend was dating a girl. I'm like, oh, I really want to date that girl because like it just hasn't come up. If I ever were in that situation, it's just like a respect thing that like you wait and give it a grace period. Two months down the line, most guys are moved on from girls. And then it's like free game, I want to say. But you still kind of like have a cautious eye over it. Do you guys have like girl code for these things? (laughs) I think we, I think we do. I don't know. I feel like it's not something we talk about. It's just like an, it's a known thing. Like we. Yeah, it's a subconscious thing. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even think about like wanting to hook up with either someone my friends just like casually hooked up with or has dated like seriously. Like I, it wouldn't even cross my mind. It's not like in your head. At all. Like I, it's just like immediately no. Mm -hmm. Um, Even sometimes like when my friends like match with someone on Tinder, I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to swipe right on them because they've got. They've got their eyes on them. I don't know. Or it's like having that harder conversation of like, yo, I know you matched this guy or girl. Yeah. Like, how would you feel if I hit them up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like having those conversations. Yeah. And I haven't been in a situation where me and my boy have been like fighting over a girl. Mm-hmm. I've had dudes express to me that they were interested in a girl. And then that girl came and hit on me or like tried to make a move on me. And instinctually, once a dude tells me he's, like, really into a girl, I usually am, like, immediately turned off from that girl. Like, it's not, like, even in my mind to, like, go out with that girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like, Greek life or not, whatever association you are in in college, if you have a tight group of friends, you are bound to interact with all the same people because you all have the same friends and all the same mutuals. And you all eventually run into the same people overlaps inevitable it's just being able to handle it and being able to like talk it out basically yeah Mm -hmm. do you do you generally ask for forgiveness or for permission in that sort of situation i think forgiveness is probably better because you ask for permission every dude's just gonna be like yeah sure and in the back of their (laughs) mind they're gonna be like crying yeah like what the fuck why'd you do that here's an example you and i both have a good friend not gonna name drop him but he has been he was obsessed with this girl for like two years like never made a move but it was obvious you could tell he was obsessed with this and then Mm -hmm. one of our roommates met her and the same night he met her hooked up with her and then the next day you could just tell the other kid was like no it's totally fine it's cool i don't care you could tell he was a little pissed off and like a little ticked off and then the two of them had like a really weird relationship until one day the friend who hooked up with the girl just had to go out to the dude and be like, look, are you pissed off about this? Like, what's your stance? Oh, damn. And he, like, went up to him and was like, like, we got to talk this out. And the two of them did. And he came to me beforehand and was like, hey, I like this girl I met. Like, do you think that our friend who introduced us to this girl, like, is into her? And I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, but he has known her for two years and not made a move once. At that point, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. He, I, I told him, I'm like, he has done nothing to, like, make a move. He has done nothing to, like, show his interest in this girl to her. He has done nothing. He, because he has waited so long, I don't think, like, it's fair game. He can't call dibs. And that's another thing I'd say. Calling, like, dudes would be like, oh, I called dibs on a girl. That has always pissed me off. Because it's like, 
you don't know what she's interested in. Like, yeah. she could be interested in anyone else. The like you, there's a good chance you guys don't align. So you sitting here and being like, oh, well, I was interested in that girl. Why'd you get with her? She probably wasn't interested in you. Let's be real here. Like, <laughs> back to the original uh, question. After going off this tangent, mm-hmm. bro code I think exists to an extent, but it's defined differently by each people. Um, Dave, how often do you and your friends discuss your dating lives? And typically, are you kind of like supportive of each other, competitive? Or are they just casual chats? Like how f- how frequently are you you talking about dating lives? Because at least like from my perspective, me and my friends are talking about dating all the fucking time. Yeah, I think girls and boys are really different on this, and that girls talk about it all the time and the dudes it's very rare it's like it'll usually be like the day after a party or like the day after an event or the day after we go out to a bar and i'll be like yo dude i saw you chat with this chick like what's going on there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. usually you have to pry information out of guys a lot rarely rarely will guys go out of their way to ask another dude for advice because it's just kind of inherent i think in dude's nature and especially frat dude nature to like not look vulnerable or not look like you need like help with girls but like all try i try to pry information out of my like best friends because like i like to know what's going on with them and i like to like almost like help them out a bit if they can right my roommates the five guys i live with i know about all their relationship shit that's going on because like obviously they'll like a girl will be hanging out at our house and they'll be chatting and I'll be like, what's going on there? And then they'll tell me, and then we can like talk about it. And that's nice. Cause then when we go out and you see that girl, you can kind of nudge your friends or get things set up or wingman your boys. Right. So I think it's the duty of, of dudes to like help out their boys and like talk to your boys and like ask them what's going on. And like, cause dudes will never reach out. That's just in our nature. Like we will never reach out to talk to people. And it's, goes for everything in life for dudes. Girls, like, drama, like, how you're feeling. It's just the way it goes. And it's kind of sad because dudes are too afraid to, like, be vulnerable and they feel vulnerable doing that. But I always try to make an effort to do that. And I think that dudes in general should make an effort when they see their dudes, like, if you see your best friends talking to girls or, like, you clearly see that they have interest in girls, like, go and ask them about it because they'll want to talk about it. They just don't want to ask about it. One more question for you to wrap this thing up. Um, what do you want people to take away from this episode? Um, I'd like a lot of people to kind of change their image of like dudes and fraternities and realize that like we do hold ourselves to a high standard and like we are held to like be accountable for all the bullshit that we do. So I think more people need to like kind of put aside a lot of those stereotypes and like start to get to know dudes because like we are really at the end of the day just dudes like everybody else. And the second thing I think people should take away is like um, every relationship that you want and every person that you want to meet, you got to go out and do it. And if you just put yourself in the right situations, you will meet the people and you will have the good times. You just got to make shit up on the fly. No one is structured in your life. No one is structured in your social life. If you want to go out with people, you got to make moves. If you want to meet people, you got to make moves. If you want to do things, you got to make moves. So you're in control of your own destiny. Um, yeah. Love that advice. Yeah, I love it. Just fucking jump at every opportunity that falls into your Just fucking your do it. That's just the way I look at life. Boom. Like Carly asked me to be on her podcast, <laughs> and now we're just chilling here chatting. And now <laughs> now we're met, doing it. And now I met Sydney, who's lit, and I hope I laid some life advice and, yeah, opportunities. You got to make them. Fantastic.
Thanks, Dave. Thanks for being here. Um, I guess we're we're out now. We're out. Peace. Do you guys Goodbye, have like guys. an outro song or anything? Or we like... do have an outro song. Yeah, feel free to dance to this upcoming song. Yeah, cue the outro song. Mm-hmm.